Poker, All the Games, is a podcast that introduces listeners to more than 20 variations of poker. Each episode will highlight one game, as well as dive into any controversial news in the poker world. We know why you're here. Because you love poker as much as we do. Now introducing your host, Sean Griegas. Hello and welcome to our podcast, Poker All the Games. This is episode 9. We're coming at you from the northeast coast of the United States, May 2022. I'm your host, Sean, online as Atomic Squeeze, Nuke, Hops, or Homebrew, depending on where you play. We have a fun and informative show for you today, where we'll be focusing on Ace to Five Lowball, both the, both the single draw and triple draw version. We'll find out what I'm drinking for this episode, then we'll get to Ace to Five Lowball, and finally, end with some news, some exciting news in the poker world that recently came out. Along the way, you'll also hear about my recent play since the last episode. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy shooting the shit about all things poker and beer. Since poker is a social sport, I'm a brewer and enjoy beer, each episode I'll be cracking open a beer or some other beverage. As predicted, on episode 8, the weather began its warming trend around May 10th. In honor, I'll be cracking open a Belgian-style triple ale. For those that know anything about beer, triple ales indicate high ABV, that is high alcohol by volume. So this word triple in the triple ale is spelled T-R-I-P-E-L and not T-R-I-P-L-E, with the E and L being switched on the end. The reason it is a Belgian style is because when a beer style is not made in its original place or origin, in this case Belgium, the name must indicate that by placing the word style after. Hence, Belgian style triple and not a Belgian triple. This episode's beer is Golden Monkey's Belgian style triple ale from Victory Brewing Company. I'm pouring this one from a 12-ounce can into a tulip glass. The tulip glass is perfect for high-alcohol beers, whether they're dark or light in color, mild, hopped, or high-hopping. The tulip-shaped bowl captures the head and promotes aroma and flavor, and aroma of not only Belgian ales, but also malty and or hoppy ales. So it works well with high ABV Imperial Stouts, for example, uh, triple IPAs, and that would be the word triple as in T-R-I-P-L-E, or what I currently hold in my hands, a Belgian-style triple ale. Let's have a smell. Ah, the expected aroma of esters and phenols. Yes, I said esters and phenols. <laughs> ha, ha More commonly, uh, fruits such as banana and uh, flavors like clove. So a lot of banana and clove uh, aromas in this beer. Let's have a look. The Victory Golden Monkey has a nice yellow, well, golden color once again. 
very clear and looks to be nicely carbonated. Now the best part, let's have a taste. Oh, nice. This is a little sweeter than the aroma indicates, coming in with a lot of the flavors which follow the aroma. Banana, slight clove, some orange peel, and malty sweetness with a moderate tingly carbonation and a pleasantly dry finish. Two things to note here. First, to be clear, there is no banana and cloves in this beer, true to other Belgian-made beers. Many of the flavors I mentioned are produced by the Belgian yeasts that are used. And second to note, the Victory Golden Monkey was one of my favorites for a very long time, coming in with great balance uh, of all those wonderful Belgian flavors. That is, until we brewed our own Belgian-style triple at the brewery where I was a co-owner. That brewery was called Tomfoolery Brewing, and we made the absolute best Belgian-style triple ever. It was called Crack Concrete. Because if you had too many, and once you started in, it was tough to stop. They were that good. There'd be the possibility that you'd fall off your bar stool and crack the concrete floor of our tap room. And our Belgian-style triple ale also had notes of bubblicious bubblegum, which also came from the Belgian yeast strain we used. Anyway, Victory Golden Monkey comes in at 9.5% alcohol by volume. So let's get to talking some poker. Remember that our focus here is non-hold'em poker, specifically for anyone interested in trying their hands at mixed games and or those looking to branch into other variations of poker, whether you're a dealer, player, or card room manager. Our goal is to bring you the rules, the deal, and easy-to-remember basic strategy tips to get you started in the mixed poker game arena. Today's episode will be covering a draw game, the second in our series, with the first having been five-card draw that we discussed in episode one. Specifically, this episode, we'll be talking about ace-to-five lowball draw, also known as California lowball, which is basically five-card draw, as discussed in episode one, but with the low hand winning. Now, there are two versions of ace-to-five lowball draw. You can have Single draw or triple draw, and to distinguish, the the lengthy names would be ace to five low ball single draw, which is also known as California low low ball draw, or ace to five low ball triple draw, or some combination of those words, not necessarily in, in that exact order, with the obvious difference that in single draw, there's one draw, and in triple draw, yes, there are three draws. So let's get started. Why ace to five low ball? Well, we've covered the fundamentals of flop, stud, and draw games in our previous episodes, so it's time to move beyond the basics. This next variation requires thinking about the game of poker differently. Some of these games, and this one in particular, literally require turning the poker hand rankings on their head. These variations are called low ball, because instead of the high poker hand winning, the lowest ranked poker hand is best. And the simplest of these games to learn is ace to five low ball. The reason it is simpler than the other variations is because this particular game turns the poker hand ranking system completely on its head. That is, 
the best hand in this game is ace, two, three, four, five, with no regard to suit. Any hand with an ace, two, three, four, five will win the pot, hence the name ace to five lowball. As I said earlier, this game is also known as California lowball. This variation is played the same as five card draw, with the exception that the winning hand is the worst poker hand ranking. And we're going to discuss both the, both the single and the triple draw uh, in this episode because there's just very little difference. All right, let's get to the general play and rules of ace to five low ball. This is a draw game with fixed limit betting. In the end, each player will be dealt five cards and the low ranking of poker hands utilized with the pot going to the player with the lowest five card hand. So this game is similar to ace to five triple draw low ball, low ball with the exception that here there will be one draw and in triple draw there will be three. Straights and flushes do not count against making a low. So again, the best hand in ace to five low ball is ace deuce three, four, five. So how, specifically how to deal and play ace to five low ball. A small blind and big blind are used for the two positions immediately to the left of the dealer button, respectively. After the blinds are posted, five cards are dealt to each player face down, one at a time, starting with the player to the immediate left of the dealer button, also known as the small blind, and proceeding clockwise around the table. A round of betting occurs, where each player, starting with the player to the left of the big blind, known as the under-the-gun player, takes action as either folding, matching the big blind, or raising to a larger amount. Once action is taken by each player at the table, still in the hand, beginning with the player closest to the left of the dealer button who is still in the hand, each player is prompted, one at a time, to discard any cards they wish to replace in their hand. You may choose to discard up to all, all five cards, although not recommended, or not to discard any cards, which is also known as standing pat. Once all players at the table still in the hand have acted by discarding the cards they wish to replace, the dealer replaces those cards in turn by dealing the same number of cards discarded by each player, all face down to each of the respective players. Once this first and final draw once the first and only draw is complete, a final round of betting takes place, beginning with the leftmost player at the table, closest to the dealer button, still in the hand, and continuing clockwise around the table. Finally, the showdown, where a winner is determined with the lowest ace-to-five hand, using these ace-to-five hand ranking system being made using all five of the cards in each of the remaining player's hands. Now remember, if this were triple draw, Triple with an L-E on the end, not the E-L, like the Belgian-style triple ale that I'm drinking. So if this were triple draw instead of single draw, there would be three draws before the showdown with a round of betting after each draw instead of the one that I just described. Let's go over some beginner's tips for Ace to Five Lowball to get you started. So as, it, as in actually probably all poker games, do not play too many hands, right? It's easy to, to see hands and think, oh, it's easy to get a low hand. You know, gosh, I play high hand poker and I get so many terrible hands. I can't wait to play a low ball. And that's one of the appealing um, 
characteristics of low ball. You know, you, you get terrible hands when you're playing high, but funny enough, when you get to play low ball, all of a sudden you're getting high cards, it seems. Anyway, um, so don't play too many hands. Um, position is important, just as in Hold'em. Uh, the position is important. The later position, the more hands you can play, the wider your range can be. Generally, when drawing fewer cards than your opponents, bet out. Also, if you're drawing the same number of cards as your opponent or opponents, only bet when you improve. So hands to sort of start with and, and play uh, in, in ace to five low ball to open with, uh, three cards to a wheel, you know, such as ace deuce three, ace deuce three, or deuce three, four, uh, cards like that where, you know, your other two cards would be whatever, king, king, ace, king, you know, not ace, but you know, pair to card or whatever, um, another ace, for example. Yeah. So if you have, you know, ace, deuce, three, uh, three cards to a deuce, three, four, for example, these are, these are cards to open hands with raise. Uh, but again, be careful in single draw. It's tough. You know, you probably want four cards, um, like ace, deuce, three, four, you know, ace, deuce, three, uh, six, uh, things like that. Because with one single draw, it's tough to, to make your hand. If it's triple draw, something like ace, deuce, three, or deuce, three, four is, uh, a lot easier to play. You have three draws to kind of try to make, make a great hand. All right. Let's, uh, that's all for the specifics of ace to five and some beginner's tips. Let's talk a little bit about my, uh, my, some of my play since the last episode. So, I got got out to play some one two hold them again. Yeah, here we go again, right? Uh, not not much not much to play here on the East Coast without uh, traveling several hours in 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 each direction. So, got to play some one two no limit hold them, um, and my my tells have been coming in handily as I've been mentioning over the past uh, couple of few episodes, uh, and and I believe you know this is where I shine and helps uh, helps to you know helps helps with the game. So as I just mentioned about, you know, playing high card games, I, I've just been getting some really crappy hands lately. Uh, terrible, terrible uh, two cards in, in when I've been playing out playing some hold'em sessions. So it's really trying my patience. Um, and then, you know, a lot of times I, I get a hand, uh, as in this next hand, um, decide to, you know, give it a go, give it a play, and... Uh, you know, start to make an actual hand. And then anyway, let me go before I, let me get into the details. So you understand. So, um, I'm dealt an ACE 10, uh, and, and I'm like, you know, I haven't played many hands. This is a, a pretty decent hand. Let me, uh, let me give it a go. So I, I come in with an ACE 10 and we get, get to f- fold it. So, so let me think here on the turn. So let's go to the turn. Uh, I, I currently have two pair, and we're on the turn. On the turn, there's a bet to $25. I re-raise to $50 with two pair. Player behind calls. Original better who bet out 25 pushes all in. Uh, I end up tanking. Tanking. I'm looking for tells. I've been watching the players with a with a big focus, seeing what they're doing when they show hands that win and when they're showing hands down that are weak and not winning. So I'm tanking, running through the the play in my head, and finally I conclude on beat. So I I actually fold my two pair. Player behind me pushes all in, and the original Razor immediately calls and ends up 
taking down the pot after the river was shown, which didn't change anything, ends up taking down the pot with a set of eights, flopped a set of eights. So I had the case eight with the eight ten, and I uh, had two pair, tens and eights. And uh, the player who uh, who re-raised me on the turn, uh, re-raised me from 25 to $50, ended up uh, having uh, a pair of eights in the hole, you know, which uh, <clears throat> is, is unexpected, right? The, the, all, all four eights were out. But uh, anyway, my, uh, my, you know, I was, uh, I was correct in uh, that he, I was beat. <clears throat> um, there was also a straight possibility on the board. <clears throat> and of course, um, I was either putting him on a set or a straight. But, uh, you know, since I had one of the eights, a set was unlikely, at least a set of eights. I was putting him on uh, another set. Um, but uh, in any event, I made a good... Uh, a good fold, and uh, you know, <laughs> this is one of the problems with playing a cards like eight ten. You, you can end up getting yourself in the trouble. But uh, I did lose some money on that hand, but uh, I did end up. Uh, it was could have could have been worse. Now I, I did end up talking to the player behind who pushed all in um, with just a pair of queens. I talked to him a little later after the hand was over, and he said he thought that the player that re-raised me on the turn, the reason he re-raised me was because he felt weakness from me. He thought that this player sensed me being weak um, and re-raised me, and so that was the reason the player behind me, after I folded, quickly pushed all in. Um, he thought that the uh, the person who re-raised me on the turn um, thought I was weak and was just trying to sort of sort of bully me around, so to speak. And he ended up losing uh, losing his entire stack. I also played. Uh, I did play some something besides Hold'em, believe it or not. Of course, I had to had to go online for that. I played a pot limit five card draw tournament on Poker Stars. I've really been enjoying playing some uh, five card draw on Poker Stars. I especially like their. Uh, they have a progressive knockout, a PKO five card draw tournament that they hold occasionally where there's there's bounties on uh, players' heads, and uh, as you knock people out, part of that bounty goes into your uh, into your account on the site, and part of it gets added on to a bounty on your head. So you're so as you knock more people out throughout the tournament, um, the bounty on your head or or any player's head who continues to knock other players out continues to grow. And so towards the end of the tournament, um, the bounties on the players' heads can can actually get quite large. Um, in comparison to some of the uh, some of the money you can win um, by placing. In any event, this was a just a thirty dollar tournament, and while I didn't cash, I did place fourth out of a field of eleven, small field, um, and definitely feel that I was outplaying at least two of the three other players um, out of those final four. But in the end, the cards didn't fall my way. In any event, it's uh, great fun to have the chance to play something besides hold them once in a while, even though it's online. And I'm, I'm just not a big uh, fan of, uh, of online play. I much prefer, <clears throat> excuse me, playing live. Um, but, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, in my book uh, that I reference at the end of these episodes, I talk about these small fields. And while the small fields don't, you know, provide large, large first place prizes, um, they do increase your chances of actually making it into the money. And uh, I, I detail a lot of that in the, uh, in the book that I recently released, and uh, I'll reference again at the end of this episode. Finally, let's talk about some potentially exciting news in the poker world. We're going to discuss uh, a gentleman named Mattress Mac here and his newly formed poker team, 
with respect to sports, uh, professional sports like F1 racing, football, baseball, hockey, and other sports in general. Now, for those who are unaware, Mattress Mac is a businessman from businessman from Houston, Texas, who owns a chain of gallery furniture stores. He's best known for placing large sports bets like on the Super Bowl and the Kentucky Derby, where he bet, uh, I believe, $4.5 million on Super Bowl 56 and $2.6 million on the 2022 Kentucky Derby. Uh, he lost both of them, by the way. When he, uh, So you, you, think you, just, you think you have some variance in poker. Well, this guy's got some variance uh, in sports betting. He has won some, some pretty large bets, too, so, so don't feel too, too poorly for the, for the man. Anyway, when he places these large bets, some of them are the largest in history, he offers a promotion at his furniture stores where he will refund purchases of $3,000 or more if he wins the bet he places at the time of the promotion. So, you know, this has the effect of helping offset any of, uh, any of his betting losses. So um, I'm going to be mentioning F1 racing here because, as some of you may know, um, and if you don't, I, I actually uh, recommend checking it out. There's a, been a Netflix series um, as of late highlighting uh, F1 racing. So, you know, here I'll get into the details of, of Mattress Mac, but uh, it's okay in poker. You know, in poker, we have a lot of amateurs, right? There are some who are professional poker players, some who are amateurs, and, and that, that doesn't happen in other sports because, you know, in poker, unlike in, in racing or, or professional football, for example, where there's uh, in poker, while there is a chance um, that someone might get physically hurt, it's extremely unlikely. Although, you know, now that I'm saying that, I have to reference a recent 2 5 no limit hold'em game at the Hustler Casino. Uh, where one player hit another player with a small end table. Um, like, I don't know if they hit them on their head or over their backside, but uh, yeah. So, so there is a small chance that you might get hurt playing poker, but it's unlikely. So that's why it's okay in poker to have amateurs going up against professionals because, you know, it's extremely unlikely that someone will get physically hurt in poker as opposed to, you know, an ex- inexperienced driver against the top you know, 20 F1 racers in the world, or you, uh, you or I trying to go out onto an NFL field and, uh, you know, play football with these, with some of these folks. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a very good chance we're, uh, we're not going to come off the field. So, um, since that's unlikely in poker, we can actually have these, these scenarios where professionals and amateurs can compete against one another, which is, uh, what makes it uh, a very interesting sport. So how does this all come together and tie into poker with Mattress Mac? Well, it was recently announced that Mattress Mac is sponsoring a team of players um, at the upcoming World Series of Poker. Now, it, it's the how he's sponsoring them isn't exclusive to the World Series of Poker, but it's at least around the timing of the World Series of Poker. But these players will be able to choose between tournaments at the World Series of Poker or any other tournaments that are going on um, in the area around the same time. He is paying their travel expenses and entry fees up to a specified dollar amount for tournaments of their choosing. His team is uh, consists of 14 players, from what I understand. Now, within the past few weeks, I've been discussing this exact concept with some other people, as we've been kicking around ideas about how to make poker more of a mainstream sport. And within the past week or two, I actually brought up this concept of sponsoring teams. 
the names of the team would be known. You know, they might wear similar um, attire, um, et cetera, to help pre- just help prevent and minimize any foul play, for example. And this would be similar to other sports like racing. Yes, I'm going to reference the F1 Netflix uh, racing series here. In F1 racing, there are two drivers in each race that belong to the same team. They're in the same game, right? Same tournament, for example, same race, driving for the same team. The cars are similarly outfitted, so everyone can easily identify which drivers belong to which racing team. The arrangement that Mattress Mac has with his team members is similar to professional sports in other ways as well. The sponsored players on his team, they don't pay. They're not paying to enter these competitions, so they're somewhat on a free roll. He does split their winnings with them, and there are potential bonuses depending on how well they play, right? Similar to other professional sports that we know. And while this may not be modeled exactly like other sports where players receive annual salaries, it is the closest step towards it that anyone has ever stepped up to do. This Mattress Mac story, uh, I want to give credit, it originally ran, uh, as far as I know, on Poker News. So keep an eye out there as to how this pans out um, over the next month or two uh, with the upcoming World Series of Poker. As a slight aside now, there are, I, I did mention, you know, that no one has ever done anything like this. Well, let's just say, so Poker Stars and other online gaming sites, they do sponsor players. Um, I'm unaware of those exact arrangements, and uh, you know I don't know who all those players are. I believe, you know, as I believe, there are a lot more players who wear Poker Stars and WSOP and the other attire um, with these logos. You know, more people wear attire with these logos than are sponsored, and I've never seen an entire list of names disclosed. But in this in- instance, with Mattress Mac, um, these players, th- their names are all disclosed and out in the open for for everyone to know. So, you know, I, I, you know, at the outset, this seems to me, like I said, this is something I've been discussing with, with some other folks uh, recently um, and uh, had, had thought, you know, out loud that, uh, you know, had I had the money, um, it's something that, that I would do, you know, potentially to try to try to move, move poker into the mainstream. So I'm, I'm interested to see how, uh, how this works out and what the, what the community um thinks about it. Um, and, and there's a lot more I, I, I could go on about this, but uh, we're going to start to wrap this up. We're getting near the end. So um, again, you know, uh, I'll give a, where you can subscribe to this podcast and uh, leave comments and uh, we could, uh, you know, I'd be very interested in keeping this uh, conversation going. So finally, if you want to learn more about Ace to Five Lowball or any mixed games, head over to Amazon for my book, Poker, All the Games a comprehensive introductory guide to mixed games. Not only do I discuss the rules of 23 mixed poker games, but there is also some interesting reading in the form of poker history, the relationship the relationship between maintaining a healthy body and mind and your performance level, and why playing mixed games can more prove more profitable than No Limit Hold'em given the current poker climate. Well, that's all for Episode 9, Ace to 5, Low Ball Draw. Thank you for listening to Poker, All the Games. Follow me on Twitter at P-O-K-R, All the Games. Subscribe at pokerchannel.substack.com. And yes, you can subscribe for free. And join us again in two weeks for Episode 10, where we are going to discuss Deuce to 7, Low Ball Draw. Thanks to Ricky Snyder for music and sound. Be sure to leave us a review and subscribe to this podcast, Poker, All the Games, 
so you never miss an episode. Until then, may your hands be huge, your cards fill both high and low, and scoop as many pots as you can. <laughs>